0: Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and I'm so excited to bring you inspiring interviews with people who are sharing their passion for gratitude, self-love, and kindness. On this episode, I'm so excited to welcome Dimple Aurora, and we have a beautiful conversation on conscious parenting and how healing from our own childhood experiences can have such a positive impact on our parenting style. Dimple is the founder of Mindful Evolution. Become a part of the Mindful Evolution parenting movement, which is transforming the lives of parents and children all over the world. Now, this intro is recorded on March 10th, 2020, and this is the perfect time to share such a powerful and uplifting conversation when we are bombarded with so much negativity and fear in the news around the COVID-19 epidemic. And... I encourage you that if you're struggling with fear and anxiety right now about this global epidemic, I recommend you listen to the episode that is just before this one, episode number 29, where I talk about the fact that gratitude and fear cannot coexist. So I share some really important strategies on what you can do, how you can practice gratitude to help you through some of these really difficult times. Now let's get into this really beautiful and wonderful interview with Dimple Aurora. Hi everyone, Julie Boye here. So excited to be doing another one of my wonderful interviews all about self love. And I've got a wonderful friend here Dimple Aurora. Welcome Dimple. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, So Dimple and I actually have known each other for a number of years. We uh, were introduced by a mutual friend, April, and then we also had the chance to connect at one of the uh, Hay House "I Can Do It" events. And I remember just being in awe of what you were doing there. I was like, "Wow, this she's amazing!" I remember just your energy and everything. I was really interested in what you were doing and what you were up to. And then we just didn't our paths just didn't connect uh, until last year. We ran into each other at the Mompreneurs uh, group, which I love, I've been doing many interviews with my mompreneur her family, and I love the uh, women that are attracted to this group and this organization. And then it was just so nice to run into you again. And here we are. So, your business is mindful evolution, and I know that that is also evolving, but I would love to kind of hear your story about how you got to kind of where you are today. Uh, in your business, and and I know that it's really connected to self love and kindness, and you know our own evolution. So if you could share your story with us, that'd be awesome.
1: Well, thank you, thank you for the introduction. So I started uh, Mindful Evolution back in two thousand and twelve, and it's me for short. It's a mindful parenting movement. So it guides women and children towards more self love and taking inspired action to be the leaders of their own lives. And I. Was pregnant when I came up with the name. And at that point in my life, I felt amazing. I was the healthiest I had ever been in my life. So I spent a lifetime since birth being always uh, ill with some ailment. And, you know, I was the kid with the allergies and the asthma and the bronchitis. You know, by the time I went into my teenage years, it was the cystitis and the, you know, hormonal issues. And by the time I got to my 20s, there was always some you know, sinus infection, uh, UTI, chronic infections all the time. And then when I got into my 30s, early 30s, I was a high school teacher at the time. Mm-hmm. I collapsed in the staff room on my last day of teaching. What? And uh, fibromyalgia was winning at the time. <sighs> Mercury poisoning was winning at the time. Childhood trauma was winning at the time. So I then spent years afterwards on this amazing healing journey and my motivation was to become a mother and i wanted to be the parent that was to instill self-love in my child right from day one and the parent that you know parented through wisdom and through respect and i'm not saying i'm perfect by any means my daughter's six years old at the moment but i feel like the tools and um the training that I've gathered in the last decade has really helped me on my parenting journey, and that's why now I help moms to uh, be more in control of how they feel every day and how they're showing up every day so that they can raise the healthy, happy,
0: empowered child. Wow, that's a pretty incredible story, and I I had no idea, actually, what you had been through as a child. And, you talked about you know your illness and the relation to trauma. So is that something that kind of it was like a light bulb moment? You realized that what you'd been through in your childhood was not just you being sick. Like but there was another link to it.
1: Well, as I
0: um,
1: encountered this healing journey in my in my thirties, I realized that when our bodies are not um, functioning the way we want them to, it's It's more than just, you know, what we're eating. It's a lot to do with the emotions that we're holding in our body. Um, All the experiences that we've gone through since childhood. Most of our subconscious programming happens in the first six years of life. Yes. So we don't even realize how much of our childhood is running our adult life. Right. Mm -hmm. And... I realize that our emotions play a big part, you know, resentment, anger, uh, forgiveness. It's all part of the parcel when you want to heal your body. Right. And I mean, we come into this world, accepting and wanting to give unconditional love. Right. 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 And our parents, they want to give us unconditional love, but as we, you know, as we're parented, egos get in the way, emotions get in the way, um, their own past gets in the way. And parents, as moms, we're not always able to show up the way we want to
0: show up. Right. That's true. It's, It's not always easy to show up to be the parent that you want to be. Exactly. So it isn't easy to be a parent. And we don't realize that we're running the programs that we learned probably when we were under age of six i'm guessing is that what's your the message you're sharing and it's so interesting because when you mentioned that it's something i had read about i think is it is it wayne dyer that wrote about it who it's definitely one of our hay house people yes yes wayne dyer's talked talked about this for sure bruce lipton's spoken oh, bruce about lipton. it yes. yes oh sorry we like fawn over if you don't know who bruce lipton is um, he is uh, one of the leaders in something called epigenetics, and it 's really about how the way that our bodies express our genes is actually based on the emotional soup that we 've got going around in our body. so I highly recommend um, his work it's some of my favorite. He spoke at the event that you and I were at actually, and really yeah. blew my mind yeah. um, so i I love that you mentioned it, and your daughter is six, and I remember you know really like. It wasn't always easy with my daughter because I didn't find out until recently that um, she's a highly sensitive child. Which is not a diagnosis; it's not a classification. It's just a way that some children and adults are in the way that they they interact with the world. And you know, I know there were a lot of times where the way that I would speak to her or that she would get punished. For a highly sensitive child it does not it does not work, and I'm sure you've come across that in some of your work too of
1: course, and even for myself, I also consider myself to be a highly sensitive person, and it's only now in my adult life that I have the tools to deal with that yeah but uh, growing up, I had no idea uh, how sensitive I was, how much I was picking up, and how much I was affected by um, you know a disciplinary action right so when we are parenting our children they come into this world but then you know our egos get in the way our ideas of our beliefs about what parenting should be gets in the way and of course our own experiences as a child get in the way which nobody gives us a handbook on how to parent so we may not always be doing what's best for our child and I feel like there are so many uh, facets to a child's personality when they come into this world. uh, You know, they, they have their own authentic spirit. Right. And (laughs) sometimes by the time they reach school age, that spirit is um, has been altered. It's been altered and you know, as as they go to school they have to conform to you know most of us are in our children are in the traditional school system and conformity is the biggest killer of spirit right and so the children are are not able to to really be free and to be who they authentically are a lot of uh children that go to school they have to sit still or They don't have that outlet to move around. Not all
0: children are meant to just be in a classroom all day,
1: right? Well, and
0: honestly, as an adult who likes to sit all day. Exactly. Like really, I, you know, it's not comfortable and not that kids are sitting all day. And you know what? Here's the thing is you and I both know a lot of teachers. You were in the profession. Uh, My sister's a teacher. I have lots of friends who are teachers. And I think the challenge right now with the traditional conventional schooling is that It's not about the fact that there aren't fantastic teachers. It's the fact that the model is broken and as much changes you want to implement from within the system, you're really limited to what you can actually do when you're in the system as a teacher and your story about being completely burned out and collapsing um, from fibromyalgia. But I mean, we know that fibromyalgia is, you know, gets so much worse when we're under tremendous stress yes that's a story that a lot of people in the teaching profession are dealing with as well and are leaving the profession that they love because of the fact that there's this misalignment right like there is an awakening for our generation we're understanding that the way that we parent our children that we teach our children is not the same way that it used to be and the school system isn't aligned with that and so it causes like a discord so Going back to that part of your story, what so you said that was your last day of teaching. Now, had you planned that to be your last day of teaching or was it a forced last day? Of no, teaching? it
1: was a for it was a forced last day of teaching. Oh my. And it was after that that I went into, you know, coaching and healing and and uh, nutrition and now I think wow, I could be such a different teacher if I was in the school system now, but I do teach. I do teach yeah way I, I mean I coach moms and I do run empowerment classes for kids and I feel like kids need to learn the tools to deal with stress mm-hmm. and you know having that mindfulness aspect and having empowerment tools to help them regulate their emotions mm-hmm. I mean we need that as adults and you know we expect our children to be to have, you know, good days every day, and they're not going to, they have moods, they have incidents, they have, um, you know, they're affected by what they're eating and all of that. So I just think it's very important to educate families and parents on how to really thrive, and how to honor the uniqueness of
0: each child. Mm. I love that you said that honor you the uniqueness of each child. And it's true that Every one of our spirits is different. We all have a different reason for why you know we're here. We're trying to develop well, hopefully we develop into being the best version of you, the one in billions. I mean, the chances of you even being born are astronomical, and there's just the one of you and allowing our children the space and the the ability to grow like that and I like what you said about. Our kids don't always have good days. Well, I mean, do we as adults always have good days? Definitely not. Mm -hmm. And that being allowing our children to have a bad day, but then learning what to do about those emotions, which it's not about like, you know, pushing them down and ignoring them. It's like, how do we manage them in a way that we allow ourselves to feel and then we can move forward and continue to, you know, maybe turn... The day around, right? One bad moment does not equal a bad day. And I think that's a great lesson for our children as well. So talk to me a little bit about some of the work that you love doing with children, that centering around this beautiful self-love and allowing them to develop uh, into the beautiful spirit that they are.
1: Okay. Well, I for for women and for children, both, I, I recommend meditation. Yeah. And there's been so many studies that show that meditation, you know, boost the immune system, uh, increase self-confidence. It actually physically changes the brain, right? It lights up different areas of the brain. And studies show that our brains only need uh, 12 minutes a day. Okay. And actually the latest stat I heard was eight minutes a day, but I haven't read that study. So I say 12 minutes a day. Um, but yeah, it, it is it's it's beautiful. And so when I work with children, I do teach them you know, how to be aware of what they're eating, how to become more mindful of what they're feeling. And that's what I teach moms as well. And so I I feel like everything starts with awareness. And to understand who you really are, you have to become aware of how you're showing up, what makes you happy, what makes you triggered, and I feel like once kids understand um, their own self, and once a parent understands who they really are, then you can understand how to work together in order to create a thriving household.
0: Oh, I mean, it sounds so amazing when you say it. And it's like, yes, it's so simple, but it's also so difficult because we, you it know, is. our generation grew up with this, this wasn't even a part of our vocabulary, right? Like these words just didn't even exist. I mean, I'm sure there were some people that grew up with meditation, but not many, but now us, we as parents, as moms, we get the chance to share those gifts with our children much earlier in their lives and help them to learn and grow. And you know, I think about our journey because we do homeschool and we homeschool out of trauma, right? My daughter suffered from serious anxiety and um, panic attacks about school when we moved across the country from Ontario to British Columbia. And I had to learn too, right? Like I was angry. I was angry that the vision I had for my child and the way that our lives were going to be uh, changed. like. So dramatically that I had no it hadn 't even crossed my mind that this would be a possible outcome of our move across the country, mm-hmm. and you know we were just talking about you how your life has changed now your your daughter's in school full time, how that changes for a lot of women right all of a sudden when our kids are in school, like things really change, and we have a vision for what things are, and then that can give us the space and allow us the space to become maybe the person that we are, but it has been really, really difficult, but i love that this is part of my journey now because it has brought me to connecting with people like you who really understand that in order for us to move forward as really as a society and a collective and as the planet earth we have to get back in touch with who we are like who am i and and myself and you were talking about that before we started recording like you really want to help people to get an understanding of who they really are. Tell me a little bit more about that because that's amazing work. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we're children, we have this free spirit
1: and it, it, it get alters because, you know, there's, there's this, you know, sometimes ego driven parenting or, you know, we're supposed to be a certain way. And what happens is as children, we get shamed, we get shamed for a lot of who we really are. And always comes up as you know, bad girl, bad boy, and when a child is being shamed, they cannot um, show up in their full capacity, right? right? And when that keeps happening often enough, and and sometimes it's it's maybe the child is is not. Um, you know, thriving the way we want them to. But it's maybe it's just the environment, or Mm -hmm. they're not being heard a certain way, or um, they're not able to express what they need. So, so they become shamed. And so as we get older, even as adults, I mean, how many adults are walking around really in a profession that they don't enjoy, or, you know, they've left their, their artist spirit and they rediscover it you know later on after they retire they realize oh I love painting and I used to paint as a child or I love singing so the key is to really honor our gifts and realize what we're good at right
0: what's our jam so if we're not good at something don't beat ourselves up over it do you know that I have a t shirt that says gratitude is my, and then it's got a jar of jam? <laughs> <laughs> I wore it last night for an event that I was at. I'm like, Gratitude oh, is awesome. my jam. <laughs> it is my jam that I've discovered. And, yes. and it's because I created the space in my life. I have a very non traditional career, right? Network marketing is my primary business, and it allowed me to create that space. I mean, you also allowed yourself space but not intentionally. Like you said, you were burnt out from teaching and then you had to discover your gifts from there. Um, I want to highlight something that's stuck on my computer. It says, this is what it says. It says, money follows joy. Oh, hundred percent. And it's a reminder that it's exactly what you just said is we, you know, we wake up as adults one day and we're like, wait a minute, I actually love doing this, this, and this. Yes. But I decided that because I couldn't see how to make money at it, I let it go. Yes. And I didn't do it and I pushed it aside and I hit it. And then I think unconsciously, sometimes we share that, that feeling with our kids of what the things that they love, we're like, well, that's not going to turn into a career or business. So, but what if the opposite were true? Exactly. Exactly.
1: I mean, we you know it's like i mean especially in my culture it's like become a doctor become a lawyer right how many doctors are out there like i didn't want to do this right and uh, i mean there's a lot of professions with that scenario so i just feel like sometimes we um are molded into what society wants us to be and what you know our parents want us to be what our family wanted us to be but it's not truly who we are. So that's why we have a lot of miserable adults uh, walking around. And until yeah. you really rediscover who you are, you cannot bring true happiness into your life and true joy into your life. And I know I mentioned meditation. Honestly, that's a big step. It's a big step for most people, right. But it doesn't even have to start with meditation. Actually, when I uh, talk about mindful evolution, it's transforming one thought, one emotion, and one choice at a time. Okay. That's really what it is. It is baby steps. Yeah. And so even just being able, I teach the children, just being able to ex- acknowledge yourself every day in the mirror when you wake up, like say like my daughter, I'm like, hi, Adya, say hi, Adya, you know, have a great day. How are you? You know, and just being able, cause I have, led workshops where women have not even looked at themselves in the mirror really looked at themselves in the mirror okay it, so it's yeah. it, it's that disconnect it's yeah. a disconnect from like that centering that we we bring into this world when we're born
0: and it's the disconnection from our soul which is like really our light and that's that is what you see when you look in the mirror, right? If you really are looking in the mirror at yourself, you're not actually seeing, you're seeing so much more than well, when, once you're comfortable with it, but that's, that is, it's that beauty that you see that it's always there, but we get caught up just by like, what's right there, how's my hair, you know, what do my glasses look like, are my earrings okay? Like that's, and you're talking about really seeing ourselves, it's so beautiful. I my goodness, you've shared, shared so many wonderful things. Um, I want to hear though about what do you do for dimple that is self love, maybe on a weekly basis. What does that look like for you? Okay, so for me,
1: I do I do uh, meditate, and I I actually only started in two thousand and fourteen. Okay, and so it's only been five years. <laughs> only five but, years.
0: That's but in, amazing.
1: After after you know, even when I was ill, I had many, uh, you know, therapists and people I would go to see to be like, fix me, fix me, right? Yeah. And I was always looking outside to be fixed. And they would always tell me to meditate. And you know, you really got to be ready for it. It's one of those things. So that is one thing I do. I, I bring in all my tools, like I use EFT a lot, which is a freedom technique. Yeah. Um, It's tapping, also known as tapping. I use that, and actually, I got trained in that back in 2012, and I used that to clear a lot of uh, trauma from childhood. That's what I used. And uh, I also, for me, I feel like When I'm displaying self love to myself, I'm accepting exactly what's going on in the present moment. So I'm accepting what's happening in my body. I don't get angry at my body whenever something's not, you know, working properly. I feel like no, I can bring my body back into balance by not going into that place of fear or panic, you know, if something shows up. And so I feel like the biggest thing is accepting where you are every day in that moment and making a choice to change it if it's not resonating, right? If it's not working out. And so even a small choice. So today I decided I needed to, I need to move more. Like that is a big thing for me. I need to move more. So I was feeling a bit off. So I decided to go for a walk. It's freezing outside. And I'm not the type of person that's going to go for a walk in the cold, but I made that choice and, you know, the more you make these inspired choices, they become easier. Yeah. Right. And I do feel that uh, journaling is is a big one and I never really did it over the years. I I love writing. I love it. And now I've gotten back into journaling and I feel like it's really helping me just process and... And be grateful. I do have a gratitude journal. Actually, I do have a gratitude journal here. Yay. Now, I don't write in it every day. But when I do, like, say, every few days or every week, and I, I just start writing this big list of things that I'm grateful for, and it all comes out because I want to, you know, go back and read that and remember, right?
0: So, so this these little things. Yeah, those, but those are a lot of really beautiful things that you've yeah. integrated into your life. And what I love to ask everyone is, you've actually shared a lot of really great ideas uh, in our talk. Um, I'm glad you brought up EFT because it is something that I use in my life as well, Um, especially when I'm dealing with pain. I suffer from endometriosis, so EFT really helps to bring the pain down and bring me back. So I've definitely been using that technique. So I'm glad you brought it up because I haven't, in all these interviews so far, It hasn't been brought up. So thank you for that reminder of another wonderful thing that we can do that is beautiful self-love. But what I want you to just think about is if you could inspire those that are listening or watching to make one change. So whether it's starting a new habit or Mm -hmm. stopping something or just changing a thought, what would you suggest that people do?
1: The one thing I would suggest starting out Is to become aware of the language that you're using every day. So the first, like, are you saying I'm I'm so tired first thing in the morning? Because you really are telling your brain what to do, Mm -hmm. and you know, and then you and then it happens. So I feel like we are giving our bodies and our minds the instructions, and so I would suggest just become aware of the language you're using, Mm -hmm. because it will shock you. When you actually start paying attention to what you're saying, what you're saying to your child, and what you're saying to yourself,
0: and so yes. that would be my number one way to start. That's an amazing thing because awareness leads to us being able to make changes. So that's awesome. Thank you. So I have really enjoyed our time. There's a lot of me nodding. If you're watching, if you're listening, I'm nodding all the time, and I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, because <laughs> I really love 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 the messages you're sharing the direction that you're going what you're offering to us is just beautiful and i love the way that you really are working with moms and children to make a difference uh, for our future so where do people connect with you what's the best way to find you
1: thank you so my website is www.mindfulevolution.ca and you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Dimple Mindful
0: Evolution. Oh, that's super easy. So we're gonna share all those links, of course, um, with the notes, with the video, and the audio. I have loved our time together. I could definitely continue this conversation for hours. <laughs> we'll definitely have to do this again, not wait another you know, six years between talks. Thank you so, so much, Simple. I have really, really enjoyed it. thank you so much.
1: I really appreciated it. I love what you're doing. And thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. If you'd like to continue your journey with gratitude or stay connected, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Did you learn something from this episode? Was it of value to you? Please share with your friends and don't forget to add us to your favorites and download the episodes automatically when they are posted.